everyone. My name is Maria Thomas, and I work for Allianz Research, the global team of economists, strategists, sector advisors, and foresight experts of the Allianz Group, led by Ludovic Subron. Welcome to Tomorrow, a podcast where we'll be talking about our latest analyses of economic and capital market developments, as well as our views on trends affecting risk management. Let's get started. With the U.S. economy set for a booming recovery after the COVID-19 crisis, there's a chance the Federal Reserve could start reining in its ultra-loose monetary policy sooner than expected. This would have serious consequences for emerging markets, as we saw in 2013, when the Fed's comments about winding down the bond-buying program launched after the 2008 financial crisis sparked an exodus of capital from emerging markets along with the significant depreciation of their currencies. Could we be in for a taper tantrum again in 2021? And if so, which emerging markets could be hit the hardest? Let's find out with Ludovic Subron, Chief Economist at Allianz. Ludovic, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Maria. Thank you for having me. So first of all, what's your take on the odds of the Fed changing its monetary policy approach right now as the U.S. economy is recovering? It, it's a it's a tough one, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I think the expectation, especially in the market, is that the the Federal Reserve in the United States will only consider tapering its bond purchases in the second half of 2022, right. and the interest rate should only hike in the second half of 2023. That's a bit the commitment coming from the Fed. Mm-hmm. But the economy is overheating, right? Mm. Because of the speed of vaccination, because of the unprecedented amount of stimulus in the economy, uh, the, the three-stage rocket of President Biden with the relief and then the infrastructure plan and the social uh, plan. Right. So, so it is very possible, and we see it in the inflation numbers, we see that in the jobs report, that the U.S. economy really gets above 6% growth and above 3% inflation uh, this year. So that would actually question a little bit whether the Fed could hold its very accommodative stance um, or whether they would have to start changing a bit the the, the tone of, of, the, of the communication. Mm-hmm. And Unfortunately, that reminds everybody of the 2013 taper tantrum. And so that's, that's why, you know, we decided to, to look into this, whether there is a risk that domestically the U.S. is overheating mm. and the Fed, by having to increase maybe interest rates six months or, or a year earlier, and certainly the tone changing as soon as this year could crunch a bit the recovery in uh, the emerging world. Okay, so so tell us more about 2013 then, uh... If, if this tightening um, of monetary policy does happen, why do we need to pay attention to emerging markets in particular? So in 2013, when the Fed started to announce that they will stop doing quantitative easing mm-hmm. and eventually increase interest rate, that creating a nightmare for emerging markets, right? Okay. Um, several emerging markets currencies started to derail and depreciate. There was really capital outflow from emerging markets just mm-hmm. because, you know, the, the uh, monetary financial conditions will become tighter. And there was this, you know, flight to quality. So a lot of, you know, investors started to say, okay, I'm back to the U.S. now. That created massive capital outflow. And so that created quite a shock on, on a series of, of countries from Brazil to, to Russia to um, to uh, Nigeria, Turkey, South Africa. All these countries were mm-hmm. a bit in a very difficult situation because all of a sudden, you know, private investment returned back to the U.S. So we are in a very different condition because uh, current account deficit, which are, you know, a proxy for 
um, the the needs of savings from the rest of the world, from these countries to function, um, are mm -hmm. much lower today. And emerging market currencies will be volatile, but they are less, I would say, um, drifting away from their equilibria that they used to be in 2013. Right. Um, and, and, you know, because of COVID, most emerging markets have are using still a lot of policy mix of monetary and fiscal policy. So we are in a different situation, but, you know, the two economies of the IIF would call it the data tantrum instead of the mm -hmm. data tantrum. There is still this risk, and we see that with the steepening um, yield curve of the U.S. Treasury, that there is this risk of undue tightening getting to the emerging world. And we know that, unfortunately, because of the vaccine and economic situation and vulnerabilities, this could actually be a little bit, um, you know, negative uh, to, to, to some of these emerging markets. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? So you, you indicate that, you know, emerging markets might be in a better position right now to face this kind of risk. But are there some countries that you expect to particularly suffer if a taper tantrum sort of materializes? So, you know, you know, the BRICS, right, in, mm -hmm. introduced by Jim O'Neill. So the Brazil, uh, you know, Russia, India, China of, of this world, you know, we, we try to get to those countries whose external financing requirements and, and for which the steady rise in sovereign debt reveal weak spots, right? And mm -hmm. so we identified what we call the two cans uh, okay. that, that these are, uh, you know, seven emerging markets particularly vulnerable to the eventual Fed tapering especially if not well communicated. So that includes Turkey, Ukraine, Chile, Kenya, Argentina, Nigeria, and South Africa, hence the, the English acronym TUCANS. Um, and, and so for those countries, um, you know, the, the, they, they're already experiencing generalized rises in the interest rates of their right. local currency bonds, right? Because they already are in this you know, imbalanced situation when it comes to inflation locally, right? So they cannot support their economy as much as they would like to, to okay. get out of um, of the COVID-19 crisis. But, you know, should the Fed um, do a faux pas of communication or, or decide to hike or to um, tighten a bit early, mm -hmm. these seven countries will be particularly at risk. So their currencies, uh, their balance of capital flaws, flows and to a certain extent the investors and the companies in these countries will be taken a little bit of in a in a vortex you know in a credit crunch type of situation so that that's why we wanted to identify those vulnerabilities because this calls for additional caution from policymakers and companies in this in these countries okay and so just to conclude what what does that mean for for companies investors in detail so, you know, these countries are very different, right? So the situation in Turkey, for example, is very different from the situation in South Africa. What I think for, for you know, in these countries in particular, um, companies and investors should look for strong depreciation of the currencies in the mm -hmm. coming months, should the Fed decide to to, uh, to taper a bit earlier. But they should also look for the reaction by policymakers. Because we've seen in 2013 that some policymakers would not accept uh, massive, massive capital outflow and starting to put, for example, capital controls or decided to be a bit more intervening in the state of private affairs. Um, so, so there are risks, of course, to the financial industry of this, of this, uh, these countries, the banking sector. Mm -hmm. There are risks because, you know, you may have imports or exports with these countries and, you know, the currency can be a big difference. 
Um, but there are also risks of the reaction of some of the policymakers to, you know, try not to be too affected by by the Fed because this is a bit the the idea here is that the the U.S. because of domestic overheating could crunch a bit the recovery in these countries and and that would. Uh, trigger a bit of counteraction by policymakers locally that could then be quite um, negative for the business. Okay. Thank you very much, Ludovic. Speak to you next time. Thank you, Maria. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the full report we just spoke about on our website. We'll leave a link in the show notes. If you'd like to discover more of our research, you can also follow the Ludonomics newsletter on LinkedIn. We'll leave a link down below for that too. If you like the podcast, please send it to any of your friends who might like it too and leave us a rating and a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. In the meantime, stay tuned for the next episode.